I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Ball Hawks podcast here on Sunday, January 30th. January's kind of flown by. Uh, I am your host, Steve Fisher. You can find me on Twitter at SSFisher87. And my co-host for this week, you might not recognize him. Uh, We have a struggling but trooper still decided to go through... Uh, with the episode, even though he's sick, Chris Phillips. Um, I would say, how are you doing? But I feel like that's maybe like a shot at you at this point. But <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> we did it. Um, yeah, I made it. Um, yeah, guys, there, there's a reason we didn't do a uh, conference championship um, preview show revealing our picks. Uh, somebody's been stuck in isolation for the last five days. I'm on day five right now, actually. And uh, n- never tested positive because our wonderful BC government isn't testing people. Apparently, they just say, assume you have it and isolate for five days because that's <laughs> convenient. Um, but yeah, so we, I, I did Thursday and Friday were kind of the, the two days that made the most sense to record that. Uh, episode and those were the two days that I was feeling the worst especially on Thursday I said to Steve there was no way I would have been able to record on Thursday Uh, but yeah happy to be here for our um, conference championship uh, post game show uh, to uh, reveal our picks we did put throw them out on Twitter Um, not good Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, a lot better than last week a, a lot yeah. better than last week. Yeah, we are uh, a part of the Dean Blundell Network. You can find us over on Twitter at ballhawks underscore pod. And don't forget my personal account at phillipschris12. And uh, Steve, uh, from what I've seen on social media, it was an exciting weekend in the Fisher household. Yeah, it sure was. I mean, nothing as exciting as the James Earl Jones thing you've got going on there. Um, it's uh yeah I, I have no control over that that whole like sexy deep voice going on here he's more than just a seahawks fan peeps he's got you can that. only find me at one nine hundred yeah we uh obviously i was spamming twitter the last 24 hours we uh got ourselves a new little puppy um and of course i put it out there you know we d- we didn't name him right away we were kind of feeling it out. What, what does the dog look like to us? What does it feel like? Um, and Raven's Twitter came in hot with a lot of, uh, a lot of Raven's themed ones. There was Ray Lewis. There was Suggs. There was Lamar. There was Jackson. There was Tucker. Um, they, it's not like I was going to look at a name and be like, Oh, sizzle. Perfect. I'm going to call my dog sizzle. Uh, you, you got to think of like calling across the dog park and being like, Hey, Sis, like it probably <laughs> doesn't really fit. Um, so yeah, we, we went with Jasper. He's uh he's a menace. He's like a puppy, everything you would expect, all the loving cuddles and, and soft puppy fur and beautiful puppy smell, but loves to bite and, um, you know, incessantly whine all the time so it's it's like i've rewound the clock a few years and and back to the the infant newborn stage where your thing that you have in your house can't communicate or tell you what they need and uh as a result they whine so kids prep me for a new puppy (laughs) let's not pretend that five and three yeah he's almost four now 
Yeah, I was going to say, I think he's four soon, but not quite. But you know, let's not pretend that five and three-year-olds know how to communicate effectively, though. <laughs> Depends what mood they're in. Um, I have seven I have seven and four in my household, and they certainly cannot communicate <laughs> effectively. So funny. Um, uh, we have our buddy Liam here, who is riding the high of highs in the football world. Congratulations, Liam. Um we're we're gonna get to you know the Bengals game, which is why he's on here in a little bit. But is isn't it kind of wild? We're just a couple of weeks ago we were making fun of Bengals fans, you know, for being able to send a tweet uh, saying you have now won a playoff game to now saying you're you're going to the dance. Um, so we'll we'll hit that a little bit later. But congratulations, Liam. Um, I, I remember my team going into the Super Bowl way 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 back, and it's super exciting. And and it's a lot of fun, a lot of stress when the actual day gets there. And yes, he usually is whining all the time. Mi- mixed in with a little bit of me whining when I don't get my uh, deserved first downs, basically. So you got given all those Raven name suggestions and you decided to not go with any of them? That's right. Now, the, the, the funny thing about this, so uh, Alyssa came up with Jasper and I, I heard Jasper and I was like, you know, at the time I was like, I, I don't know anyone else that's named their dog Jasper. It turn, turns out I was just drawn a blank because one of my coworkers, uh, who I know named her dog Jasper, uh, named her dog Jasper. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's kind of funny, though. She she came up with the name. Sienna really liked the name, so we kind of just went with it. Um, he, he looks like a Jasper. And uh, now she can't stop calling him Jackson, which is kind of ironic, like the she's jackson i'm like babe we we didn't call him jackson we went with jasper she's like, oh i keep calling him jackson um lots of fun stuff there uh i do notice something sitting in your background christopher and i feel like you need to you know do your shameless plug time here um that photo's always been there yeah <laughs> No, 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 no. So Chris got himself a little piece of hardware. Look at that beauty. It's the full-size replica helmet, uh, the rust signature in, I think it's neon green, right? That's not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a little yeah, bit of a cool. glare there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Do you, do you want to tell everyone what that's for? You might as well brag because... Uh, next year the trophy's not coming home with you so yeah um first of all thank you to steve and uh everyone else in my fantasy football league for the donation um (laughs) and 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 uh your contribution towards uh that wonderful helmet that i just showed off there um whenever i win fantasy football like everyone's like oh like like i don't know like I play fantasy football for fun. Like I don't win the money and be like, Oh, I'm going to pay bills with this money now. <laughs> it's like, no, like I play fantasy football for fun. So like when I win, I want to commemorate it with something with that's fun. And I col- collect memorabilia. Um, I have a lot of autograph photos, uh, in my basement. I have an autograph, Matt Hasselbeck Jersey. Um, I didn't want to do a jersey. I didn't want to do a photo because I have lots of those already. So I, th- I was like, let's do something different. I was like, I, th- I either want a football or I want a helmet. And uh, I kind of landed on <clears throat> on the, the helmet. Uh, I just liked it a little bit better than the football. It's, again, just something different, something that's going to stand out, going to pop, uh, especially once I get it in a case and, and kind of displayed properly. Um, I think it's I think well, it's kind of funny how you got like this whole flex thing going on behind you. You're like there's championship one there's championship two so if yeah. any of you from whistleblowing unicorns are listening uh suck it yeah exactly yeah the, the, the richard me. sherman uh the tip photo is from uh fantasy football championship number one um <laughs> the helmet is now from fantasy football championship well technically it's number four but that's okay um because the, the year that, well, the, the year that i won uh whistleblowers uh for the first time i actually won another league that same year so i won two league i had never won before and won two leagues in in the same year so the 
uh, TV in my bedroom is also from fantasy football championship. Number one. Nice. Um, championship number three. I don't think I actually bought myself anything with championship number three. Um, <laughs> but, uh, this time around I did and, uh, shout out to mill Creek sports, uh, out of Washington. Uh, they were great. Uh, I was looking at it online and looking at the pictures that they had on, on their website and it looked like there was a lot of bubbling in the, in the, the the decals hmm. so i sent them a message and said hey guys like i just have some questions like it, you know is that kind of how they all are do they all have that bubbling and they're like let me check i'll go down to the warehouse i'll check them all out and i'll send you some pictures so they sent me some pictures of this exact helmet i said yeah that looks great like i'll definitely go jump online and and i'll order it and they gave me a discount they're like okay that sounds great like we appreciate the support here's it's a, a code for 10 percent off nice Cool. So I go to order. Unfortunately, the code didn't work. The code was only for um, American clients. Yeah. It doesn't work outside of it right. doesn't work outside of America, which was fine because it was free shipping. I was like, I said that to them. I was like, yeah. I was like, the code didn't work. I was like, but the free shipping more than makes up for it. Yeah. Um, and it's literally they shipped me the exact helmet um, that they sent me pictures of. They they put um, on like the 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 invoice or like helmet put aside in the in the warehouse uh they had my name on a sticky note on the box like if it's nice. like this is for chris like send him this one so yeah it, i'm i'm super thrilled about it it got here super quick um actually my richard sherman photo is from the same place oh nice yeah yeah so i guess every time i win fantasy football championships uh i'm hitting up mill creek <laughs> you're, you're gonna have some fans tweeting out you you uh to to win every year now yeah uh, looks like our our buddy glassy there uh who i think we're gonna spoiler alert get on the podcast for a little special episode um i i yeah, love right. hearing about these things so he says loser in my pool today against me has to handcuff a four liter jug of water to their hand for 24 hours <laughs> <laughs> i i love the like the loser shame things that you have to do. I, I've always been a fan of those kind of things. Um, especially if you had to go to work tomorrow, people are like, what are you doing? Right. Well, it, it, it is fantasy football season. So, uh, yeah. uh, let's, and, uh, and, and boys okay. are dumb. Boys are dumb and, and we make dumb bets. Yeah. Very Actually, dumb. Speaking of bets really quickly, did you see, um, on Twitter, a guy made a $20 bet today. And he predict and he bet on what the final scores of both games would be. So he predicted Bengals Chiefs 27-24. And he predicted Rams Niners 20 to 17. $20 bet. How much do you think he won? A couple thousand, probably. Five hundred and seventy-nine thousand hmm. dollars. <laughs> Half a million Jeez. dollars on a twenty dollar bet. Wow. <laughs> Imagine that, like imagine when that game is coming down to it and like, especially at the very end there, you're like, oh my goodness, please don't tie this game up. Please well, don't tie this game up. Especially when Garoppolo throws that interception. Like if that was a pick six, that guy's bet would have been out the window, yeah, right? For sure. That's and it was so, so close to being a pick six. That's so funny. Um, before we get into the uh, championship round games here, we've got a little bit of news from around the NFL. Um, I'm actually going to... S- no, let's let's start. He, he deserves it. Uh, the greatest, the GOAT, Tom Timothy Jimothy Brady is calling it quits. Um, I can't even remember... Uh, oh, I was, help- I was helping our buddy Ted move, and I was actually with Ryan... Uh, the the boys from the PP1 podcast. And uh, we're sitting in the storage locker moving some things around and I see you message into the group chat and I just stopped and I was like staring at my phone being like, holy crap. And they're like, what? And I was like, okay, you guys haven't seen group chat yet. No, what? I think Brady's retiring. He's like, no way. Like, why? And then we got into this whole like very unproductive conversation when we're trying to like help a guy move his stuff into storage. Um about should he retire or like why is he retiring he could easily still go and and play at the highest level next year um 
but what a career. And uh, the first thing I said was it might be the greatest sports career. Like if we want to put it up there with like, it, it's easily the greatest football career of all time, but maybe even the greatest sports career period. Like he he's done and doing things that uh, will never be touched again. So um, the I, I don't see the seven Super Bowls ever being touched. Like that's no, just, but I it's mean, ridiculous. when we're talking sports, like there's so like that's such a a wide realm. Like I mean, you'd have to throw Mike what Michael Phelps did at the Olympics into that conversation. True. Um, you know, there's I'm sure Roger Federer and tennis, or uh, I don't know which one of the Williams sisters, but one of the Williams sisters in tennis as well. I know one of them's better than the other one. Serena. Don't it's Serena. There you go. Yeah, yeah. throw Serena in into the mix, right? But um, it, it's pretty well, I mean, I'm not that surprised. I, I heard something about when, when Tom said that it was like, I need to be there. Like I need something along the lines of like needing to be there more for his wife and kids and needing to be yeah. a husband, needing, needing to be a husband and a father and that they deserve his time. And as soon as I, I saw that, I was like, that's it. He's done. Yeah, like that—that's—that's that's his. I was like, that's—that's that's his bluff. I was like, I was like, if I was playing poker with Tom Brady and and he said something like that, I was like, that—that's your bluff. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, th- there has been backtracking, and and his agent has said that he's not retiring, and his company TV12 tweeted like that he was retiring, and they deleted their tweet, and there's been this whole back and forth, and I think really what it is is Tom's pissed off that Adam Schefter took away his moment from him um, and and didn't give Brady the opportunity to announce it himself or even contact, because it sounds like he hadn't even contacted the Bucs yet to let them know, Um, which is fair. Like, Brady, that is his news to share, right? He he does have every right to be pissed off about it. Um, but we were, we were talking earlier today and uh, talking about bluffs and tells and uh, things that, that are telling me he is retiring. Um, I was on Twitter today. And if you type in hashtag Brady, there's a little uh, emoji that now goes with it. And it's a little goat wearing a number 12 Jersey. Oh, um, no way. Yeah. So that, as well tells me that he is retiring. If, if Twitter's getting ready with a hashtag uh, for him with a little goat wearing a, wearing a 12 Jersey, um, those things aren't free. Like th- those things cost a million dollars for Twitter to program into their system. So really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Those things aren't, those things aren't free. You gotta, you gotta, if you want a, a, a Twitter hashtag emoji, um, you, you have to pay for that. I mean, Twitter has to program it to to so that the system does that, right? Yeah. Hmm. And uh, so yeah, so again, that's just another another tell for me that uh, that that this is it, and you know, he's just he's working on uh, on on that uh, video to to release and, and announce it, kind of like uh, Roethlisberger did, but his yeah. will be much much better. Yeah, he he'll probably he's going to hire the best of the best to make sure, and I'm sure there's going to be a press conference and. And maybe like, uh, who knows, but whatever it is, he, he absolutely deserves it. Um, it's going to be super weird. You know, the NFL, I was, I was just thinking about in the last few years, um, kind of these iconic quarterbacks that have been retiring, whether it be Philip Rivers or, or Drew Brees or Roethlisberger and now Brady, um, the NFL, you know, it literally is like the changing of the guard now, right? Where there's just, there's such a huge turnover where, especially in these playoffs, we've seen these kind of young up and coming quarterbacks steal the show and, and prove it's kind of their era to take over football. So good for him. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, when, when you're talking about family stuff, the family comes first and I I feel like he's been talking about the fact that he needs to be there for the family for quite some time now. Um, and it's just sort of, okay, one more year, one more year. And then at some point you've got to say like, sorry, bud, but you're not living forever. So you might want to start getting those memories in like as a father and as a husband and where you don't have to have your time, um, manipulated by just the game of football. 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I just want to quickly add in there. Um, the league needs to do what the NHL did with Wayne Gretzky and throw out the Hall of Fame rules for this one player. The second he retires, Tom Brady, you're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Right. Just, yep. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We know it's going to happen five years from now anyways or whatever the 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 rule is. Put him in right now. He deserves to be there. Um, it, it's, make him a class of his own. I don't care. I don't care how you do it. Just right. get him in right away. I, I mean, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, my, my thought process is whatever is going to make the NFL the most money is how they are going to retire Brady. So... Maybe they want to talk about it for the next five years and and hype it up and and I I, I don't know what you do, um, but whatever they do, it's going to be a spectacle and they're going to make a lot of money um, off of his retirement. Um, just one more thing here uh, before we move into the championship round games. A little Ravens news for some of our listeners here. Um, they would have already known, but the Ravens have hired uh, one of their former coaches who left for a year. Mike McDonald is going to be the Ravens defensive coordinator. Uh, he started out with the Ravens in 2014. I think he was like an intern. I don't know if he actually had like a an actual role with the team or if it was like just strictly intern, but he became a defensive assistant. Then he was... Uh, a DB's coach and a linebacker's coach, I think between 2017 and 2020. Uh, last year, he went to Michigan to be with uh, the other Harbaugh brother, Jim, and he led Michigan to their first like win over Ohio State in, in eons and uh, you know got into the college football playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs. We can only use that like one more time now that the playoffs are almost over. Um, Don't tell me how to to live my life. Well, can't overuse it, bud. (laughs) So I'm pretty excited about it. Um, He's young. He's only 34 years old. And he obviously is kind of new into the realm of defensive coordinator. That was his title in Michigan uh, just for one year. Uh, but we're kind of seeing that new age, new wave of even coaches. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about the fact that, you know, the age, I tweeted this out. If uh, uh, I, I don't think this has ever happened, I didn't go back and look at every coach. Uh, but the last coach who was under 50 years old uh, to make a Super Bowl was Mike McCarthy when he went there with the Packers in 2011. Um now, I don't think that there's ever been a Super Bowl where you have a coach who's 38, which is what Zach Taylor is, and Sean McVay, who's 36. Like, two coaches under 40 years old making the Super Bowl. I don't think it's ever happened. Um, someone can fact-check me if they want, but uh, I kind of like this idea that they're bringing in, like, a new, fresh mind uh, who has ties to the organization. You you know, you know what you're getting out of him already because you've had him in the building before and and he kind of proved to you by leaving and going to Michigan and, and putting together, you know, a stout defense there that, you know, maybe it is his time. Uh, the big one for me was I, I heard a couple grumblings uh, that Rob Ryan was going to be in conversation for defensive coordinator. And I was like, Oh, sweet baby Jesus, please. No. Um, I know Ravens fans, you know, the, the aura of Rex Ryan being, uh, you know, a successful defensive coordinator for the franchise. Um, I, I did see a few people saying they wanted to see Rob Ryan get the shot. Um, I don't think he's that good. His time with the Saints, um, I'd have to go back and look at numbers, but I don't think they ever had a, you know, a, a top five defense under Rob Ryan. So exciting news. Um, obviously, I wanted... Don Wink Martindale to return, but that obviously wasn't in the cards. Um, and they they get somebody brought in who they're familiar with. And uh, I'm hoping to see a resurgence back into the top five for this defense. It's kind of like the, the Ravens 
identity as a franchise. They've always had strong defenses. They've they've put the pillars on the Ray Lewis's, the Ed Reeds, the Trail Suggs uh, of the world. So hopefully we can get back there uh, this year. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Now, on to the early game. Uh, We had the new kids on the block, the new Bengals kids on the block, coming in to take on the powerhouse of the AFC the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead and they walk in there I I don't even know what to say about these guys anymore like I'm pretty sure I, I would have to go back and listen to it but I'm pretty sure when they won that first playoff game I said look nobody's you know saying they're going to make it to the Super Bowl but this is a team that is playing with house money they're playing free they're playing loose and they're exciting, man. They're just, they're never out of a game uh, because Joe Burrow is as icy as could be. Uh, this team looks like uh, they have a legit shot of winning their first ever franchise uh, Super Bowl. And they did it on the leg of the Mac attack. Evan McPherson in overtime, kicks a field goal and doubles down again. I don't have the exact quote of it, but uh, I think he walked over to Zach Taylor and he said, hey, coach, look, it's happening again. Uh, but this time we're going to the Super Bowl kind of thing. Did he really? Yeah, he he totally doubled down is what I heard. Um, I'd, I'd have to look up the exact thing. But that doesn't surprise me. A, a kid basically who is running sky high with confidence, um, why not run this confidence for as long as you possibly can? Um, and I mean, the first, the first thing I thought of, uh, was these kids don't know what it's like to be devastated in the NFL yet. Like they have no demons on them. They have no sort of like preconceived notions. Like Evan McPherson doesn't go up there and think, Oh my goodness, what if I miss in the Super Bowl? The only thing that kid's known is I kick clutch field goals. The only thing Joe Burrow knows is I can win any game, right? And so what? I don't even know what to say about this team anymore. Um, they're, they are going to be a serious problem uh, for a long time. Uh, I'm going to oust myself a little bit here because there's a funny little fun fact here. I don't know if you saw my Twitter thing. Um, I, I, I got got today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I, I got got. So I turn on the TV. Um, I'm kind of looking through like Sportsnet, TSN, those things. I was like, I don't I don't even know where the game is. And I'm a little frazzled because, you know, got new puppy running around and kids are like, make me breakfast. Um, And so I, I see a game and I know that the AFC game is coming first, but I see San Fran at L.A. And I'm like, oh, okay, that game's on. So I click on it. And just sort of let it fizzle off into the background. And I, this is how bad it was, dude. I watched an entire half of a replayed game before I was scrolling Twitter. And uh, someone had made a comment about how Orlando Brown uh, just sat down an edge rusher or something like that. And I was like, what? Like, that's not happening right now. And I looked at the time of the tweet. I was like, yeah, it was like five minutes ago what the hell is going on right now? And I I look up at the TV and as I look up at the TV, the announcer goes, and for the 49ers, they win this game and they're in the playoffs. And I'm like, oh, geez. Like, how dumb do you have to be to watch a whole half? So that's how mine started. What what do you think of the morning game? Um, Those Bengals, man. Like Those Bengals. I mean, they, they were lucky to only be down by 11 points at, at the half. Uh, Eli Apple made a huge 
potentially game-saving tackle uh, right at the end of the first half there, um, which why Mahomes didn't throw that ball into the end zone is is beyond me. Yeah. Um, but he, he, Eli Apple ta- tackled Tyree Kill on the one-yard line, preventing uh, another touchdown. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the Bengals – uh, I can't remember remember who the sideline reporter was, but the, you know they said like Zach Taylor's like yeah like we feel like we're in a good position. We're a second half team. We're only down eleven points. Like let's go. Sort of was 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 their mentality, and uh, it, it's just wild. Like Joe Burrow is the first uh, first overall draft pick to lead his team to the Super Bowl uh, within their first two years of playing. He has the potential to be the first player ever to win a Heisman, a national championship, and a Super Bowl. Uh, no oh. one else has ever done that. Yeah, right? Um, he's just, like, cool as a cucumber. Like, it, pressure does not phase him. Um, I, I saw you tweet something earlier, like, can you imagine what they're going to look like if they had a couple offensive line pieces? Like, oh my gosh, if this, like, this guy's winning high-profile games when he gets sacked nine times, or like is getting completely, you know, drawn in the pocket, I even one superior O lineman, and this is a whole different conversation. Yeah, well, like, like you said, I mean, they're already going to be trouble yeah. for years to come. Get him some. <laughs> excuse me sorry uh get him some offensive line uh pieces and and watch out man like you think they're good now um watch out but i mean the the, the overtime of course it was like great this game's gonna come down to a coin flip again and the chiefs <laughs> win it and, and and the stadium just erupts when when they win the, the yeah. coin toss which i saw a couple of things being like oh like the fans are so cocky thinking that they're gonna win the game just because they won the coin toss but well no like they're excited because their team gets the ball first so they get the first opportunity to right. win the game like i don't think there's anything wrong with the way they erupted and the way they cheered in that situation i would i would be amped thing. like Hey, yeah, we have a have real shot thing. of going down and winning this game right now. Yeah. Personally, I feel um, on the interception that Mahomes threw in, in overtime, he th- tried two underneath passes that didn't click. And then he's just like, yeah, whatever. I'll just throw it deep. Tyreek will catch it. Like, I feel like it was just like a, maybe like a cocky, like overconfident, like uh, he's down there somewhere type throw. And, yeah. uh, and Jesse Bates made yeah. just a phenomenal, like a, like I, I texted in our group chat there. Like he just got in there with his hand and he just goes, Nope. <laughs> and pokes it to, uh, to, to Von Bell. Um, I just, I love it, man. I, I think it's absolutely awesome. Good for the Bengals. Um, I was, I was texting Liam earlier today being like when I was, you know, younger in, in my twenties and less jaded than, than I am now in, in my thirties. Um, I used to, you know, I used to have, the Seahawks as my team and cause they were in the a- NFC. I was like, Oh, I'll pick an AFC team. Why not? And the Bengals were my AFC team. Um, but now I'm jaded and I hate everybody else except mm-hmm. the Seahawks. So um, you're salty as we found out on Twitter. Yeah. 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 I'm salty. <laughs> Super salty, bro. That, that you don't cheer for other teams in, in sports. Yeah. Who would yeah. have thought? Yeah. I actually um, got into an argument with the Niners fans tonight on Twitter. Speaking of, being salty i guess i don't know i feel like that would happen more often than than not being you know the niners for you probably yeah oh yeah i i argue with niners fan base more than any other fan base that's why they're my number one arch rival right um that, that's fu- that's funny you were texting him and i text him saying hey they might do this and he responds with i'll text i'll talk to you after the game don't you dare I, start jinxing this yeah. now and i yeah. just laugh and that's when uh, Burrow threw his pick, and he goes, "See, yeah." <laughs> and I was like, "I did." My response to him, him. was, uh, uh, oh, "Oh, I can't remember what it was." Uh, if I had that kind of power, I wouldn't be teaching uh, middle school students for peanuts on the dollar. Like, I would be making a lot more money if I had the psychic abilities to call jinxes of all things. Yeah, I um, I didn't text until after the game was done. Oh, and fair. I just texted him all caps, dude. And 
talked for a little bit after that and and whatever but uh yeah it, it's it's pretty cool I, I know another Bengals fan as well guy that i've i've played fantasy football with uh for for, for quite a few years in one of the other another league that i've i've played in in the past uh he's a big Bengals fan so i'm sure he's super amped as well like i said i just i don't know it, it's fun to see uh new teams in the super bowl it's fun totally. to see these young kids these fresh faces like these it, i don't know it, it, I, I i love to see it um i picked i did pick the chiefs to win today uh after the way they played against the bills last week um i just thought there's there's no way anyone's stopping them the way yeah. the chiefs played in the first half today i was like this team's unstoppable um and then it all fell apart from there um, <laughs> but also i i did it i guess somewhat purposely because my picks have been such garbage lately that i was like yeah you know what i'm gonna pick against the Bengals, but i'm still cheering for the Bengals. <laughs> how how could i be wrong more than i already am oh i know yeah. i'll keep picking losers yeah um I'll... yeah uh, before we move on here one thought that crossed my mind and i actually tweeted this out about overtime was part of me and I don't really want to see Mahomes go to another Super Bowl. I also don't want to see the Bengals go to the Super Bowl. So it was a lose lose at that point for me. Um, but part of me wanted Mahomes to go down and not let Burrow touch the ball and score a touchdown because I, I think that would have put a lot of pressure on the NFL to change those overtime rules in back to back weeks. You don't let two of the youngest up and coming stars, you know, go, go head to head, toe to toe. Uh, they don't even get a chance in overtime via the coin flip. Um, I, I just think it's one of these things that needs to be addressed and, and addressed soon because, you know, I, obviously I, I still think the bills were going down and scoring who knows what would have happened there. Um, and I also would have, even though, you know, I, I don't like the Bengals, obviously they're a division rival, but I also would have hated to see Mahomes march down the field and not let Burrow have a shot at, at, you know, going to the Super Bowl because you lost a coin flip, like tails never fails. Oh, except for last week. <laughs> I, I saw that. Someone was like, oh, tails never fails. And they're like, oh, it ask Josh Allen how that worked out for him. So right. I, I kind of wish it just put the pressure on the NFL to change the overtime rules. Again, I don't have the answer, but I know there is a more fair way of doing it than what we have right now. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to, to dive into that over the off season. Cause I know there's going to be lots of, lots of talks about that. Um, and uh, I just want to give yeah. a quick shout out to, to glassy as well. Cause glassy said it, um, like after the divisional round, I'm pretty sure Glassy said it. He was taking the Bengals to to win the AFC and go and and go all the way to the Super Bowl. So I think I remember seeing out, that too. Yeah, shout out Glassy for for uh, hitting that nail on the head. Um, can't wait to see uh, your Super Bowl prediction and see what see what the beans have to say. <laughs> That's gonna be a fun fun conversation. You guys aren't gonna want to miss that one. Yeah. Um. All right, the the game that just ended a couple hours ago, um, the Jedi Master, Kyle Shanahan, the young Padawan, Sean McVay, go head-to-head. I just, I love these playoffs. The the 20, I don't know if it's like 21 or 22, but this year's playoffs have been so much fun to watch. There hasn't been, and maybe I'll like knock on wood a little bit here because nobody wants to end this playoff run with a you know a crappy Super Bowl that is you know reminiscent of oh well, I guess the last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl and they got was that was that the one they played Patriots oh yeah it was the Patriots um, that was a boring one. Um, yeah so i again i just want a a good super bowl because this year's playoffs man like championship round looked at divisional round and was like oh yeah you think that was good hold my beer and just went to town on it um you know last last possession games is all you can ask for as a just football fan uh when your team's out you know if if my team is in there i i want to see them win a hundred to nothing every time uh 
I would rather everyone else be bored and I get to, you know, celebrate the, the Lombardi, but uh, well, that's like me with Super Bowl 48. So many people are like, oh, that was the, like one of the worst Super Bowls of all time. It was so boring and blah. I'm like, nope, oh, it yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. I loved it. Right. right. Why? My team, my team won 43 to eight. The game was practically over at halftime. Yeah, because you didn't have Tom Brady on the other side. <laughs> and, then, and then Percy Harvin returned the second half kickoff. And I was like, yeah, this, this game's over. And yeah. I just got to enjoy the rest of the game. Let's start celebrating early. Right? Yeah. Monday Chris is not going to be happy with Sunday Chris right now. <laughs> uh, Sunday night Chris's wife was not happy with Sunday night Chris. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I... You shouldn't online shop when you're drunk. That's all I'm going to say, guys. That's all I'm going to say. I may or may not have ordered two subscriptions of Sports Illustrated. <laughs> oh, God, Chris. <laughs> Someone take that man's phone away. <laughs> no phone for you, Christopher. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this game, obviously, uh, you had mentioned it, how the Niners had the Rams number all season, I think, they had won six straight against them. Um, and you know what? When I can't remember, I think it was like late third quarter. Um, uh, what were they down 10 or something like that? And they, they just hadn't been moving the ball. I was like, man, Chris is right. Like this is just their kryptonite. Like they, they just can't get over that hump. Um, and, I'm super happy for Matthew Stafford. I've always been a big fan of Stafford. I know, I feel like he's one of the players you, you either love him or you hate him. Um, I'm super happy that he's going to be going to his first Super Bowl. I'm sure when he got drafted by the Lions and then, you know, signed his extension was like, oh, why did I do that? I'm never going to see a Super Bowl in my life. But I, I also just like... Uh, I think we talked about this on an episode earlier when the rest of the league is doing one thing by like hoarding picks and, and building for the future. The Rams are like, ah, first round picks. They don't mean anything to us anyways. So here, take it for, you know, Stafford and we'll take Odell Beckham. And we're just going to, you know, load up for this big Super Bowl run that we know we're going on. Um, so I, I was super happy to see uh, the Rams when they were my pick they saved me from uh getting a bagel boy like like you did this weekend chris so i i was one for two and and i'll take it 50 percent is better than zero yeah i picked the niners i was oh for two um <laughs> the the rams had a very clear and obvious game plan take out devo samuel yeah every time devo samuel has the ball is near the ball uh, is like even thinking about the ball, hit him as hard as you can yeah. and make him regret touching the ball. And um, he still almost had a hundred all purpose yards and a touchdown. Oh yeah. Like that's still how good he is. Yeah. He's still absolutely ridiculous, but the, the, you could tell the Rams were just doing their best to make him regret life, regret playing football, regret, <laughs> being the best player on on his team like just they were punishing him yeah. um and good for them it worked i mean yeah. it worked they basically eliminated him from the game plan and he wasn't able to be in for every down um and everyone knows he is the 49ers offense um i was right before george kittle scored his touchdown i was actually about to text um some friends of mine being like it's really weird how quiet George Kittle's been today. And then he yeah. got his touchdown, but like that was his first touchdown in six games. He only um, had two catches today. Yeah. For like, and it was like 23 yards or something like that. Like and it wasn't, I think he, yeah. let me just, I have it up here. Uh, he only had five targets. Yeah. So, I mean, they went to Brandon Ayuk a bit more, um, but they also went to Jamichael hasty had three receiving targets. Eli Mitchell had three, uh, Jennings had two. So yeah, the good, like you said, good for the Rams by doing that, because if they didn't take out Debo Samuel, he can take over a game easily, which is kind of weird how the Niners didn't do that with Cooper cup. Like, yeah. And, and I mean, it's one of those things where you try your best to 
limit, not eliminate uh, a guy like Debo Samuel or a guy like Cooper Cup. But I mean, he had 142 yards, two touchdowns. I think that's just the difference between this Rams team on offense is they've got Cooper Cup. They had Odell Beckham go for over 100 yards. Um, Van Jefferson wasn't used as much, obviously, but they also have a guy named Matthew Stafford throwing the ball who is more than competent versus uh, Jimmy G where you're like, I don't know what he's going to do with the ball. Like at any moment, he could make a boneheaded play and fumble the ball or, or turn the ball over or just make the wrong read and, and check down to be too safe. So I, I've been saying it for years. Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever watched play. Like I just, I watch him in the pocket and he is just, he's not comfortable in the pocket. He just looks nervous. He's got, mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think I said it last week or two weeks ago. He's got Jimmy legs when he's in the pocket there. He, <laughs> he kind of like bounces, cl- right? Yeah, like he just he looks so uncomfortable in yeah. the pocket. Uh, like he, he feels like he's gonna like he's just waiting to get hit. It feels like. <laughs> um, so I I've never been a Jimmy Garoppolo fan. Um, the way that game ended today was I think just perfection. Like that was just that like that was that was Jimmy. That's Jimmy. That's that's you guys have been singing his praises. And then your season ends like that because yeah, that's who he is and that's who he always has been. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big supporter of him. I I don't think he's good. Um, me, it is kind of weird how much they, uh, paid to trade up to get Trey Lance and they allowed Jimmy G to sort of just be half-ass all play. Like at no point in the playoffs, did he take over a game where you're like, wow, he, you know, he re- he really is at least doing something to make this decision look somewhat good. Like I'm going to hand this ball off to Debo and he's going to run through 18 tackles and hurdle a guy while punching another guy in the face and, and drop kicking another guy to get into the end zone. Like that, that big touchdown, uh, you know, catch and run that he had um, was ridiculous. Like there's, there's no way he should have scored that. So no. on paper, it makes Jimmy look good where I'm like any quarterback can hit those little check downs and, and let a freak specimen do that. Or, you know, let George Kittle have that, you know, mismatch in the red zone where he's, uh, you know, dunking on uh, undersized DBs or whoever it is. Right. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. Like, I, again, I will always, uh, I guess digress to the the coaching staff because they have more information than I do. I just with what you're seeing from a guy like Jimmy G, I don't think Trey Lance could be worse than that. I think he gives you more options to fr- just even to free up other people with the threat of his legs alone. Yeah. It make, makes it so you can't like completely take out D- Debo Samuel or like you know, stack the front just for, you know, a handoff to a running back or something like that. So a little bit of strange questions there. Uh, I I don't know what the 49ers do uh, going from here, but it's got to be Trey Lance season, right? Trading Jimmy to Pittsburgh, probably. Oh, please. Oh, please. Yeah, you'll you'll understand the 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 Jimmy legs when you get to see him twice a year for five years. Look, I've Um, I've seen a lot of you know jersey swap things on Twitter. I've seen Aaron Rodgers in you know the black and gold. Um, I've seen uh, Deshaun Watson in the black. Um, Please no to those two. But if Jimmy G wants to get traded there, I hope they have to pay like a first round pick for him or something like that, or they just give you know silly things away. Uh, But the 49ers absolutely cannot re-sign him. Um, mysteries. I think, under, I think he's under contract. Is so, he under? Uh, he. I think he does have one more year. He's got it. Yeah, I'm just going to look it up right now. But, but the scariest thing, did you see at the end of the game when Aaron Donald forced that stupid interception by Garoppolo and he just like angrily stomps away and he's yelling, this is my stadium. This is my stadium it's like no i didn't see that somebody do not piss that man off 
Which is funny because I don't know about you, but as I was listening to the game, like I didn't know if you were just listening to crowd noise, you couldn't tell who was on offense or who was on defense. Like, I know there was that big thing. um, I want to say it was Andrew Whitworth's wife uh, was like, hey, Rams fans or season ticket holders or whatever, please don't sell your tickets to 49ers fans. Like, I'll buy them off you sort of thing. We want the house to be rocking. Uh, And then Frank Gore and Joe Staley. Joe Staley, that's who it was, piped up and were like, hey, Rams fans, I'll buy all, like, we'll buy all of them just so you know. And man, like, I I know it's a beautiful stadium. It'd be lots of fun to play in LA, but the crowd there just sucks as a home team. Like, it, I, I guess, you know what, there, I guess there is an advantage to that. You are always playing every single one of your games in no home field advantage. So even when you go on the road, you're just so used to playing like that, that, it just becomes second nature, I guess. Yeah. So Garoppolo does have one year left on his contract. Imagine they any keep team, him. Any team that trades for him would it, it'd be stupid. His cap hit is twenty, almost twenty-seven million dollar cap hit. But if you just wait for the 49ers to cut him, the 49ers only have to take on one point four million mm. in dead cap. Interesting. So just wait. Just just wait. They'll cut him. Like to save themselves $25.5 million, they'll cut them, and then you'll just pick them up for free. Don't trade for them. Do you think they're going to... Do you think they're going to cut them? Like, do you... Yeah. Do you think, like, there's, a, like, a sliver of an alternate reality somewhere where uh, Kyle Shanahan knows his system can be successful with Jimmy G. Obviously it can be successful. He's winning games. He's going to the NFC championship. Do you think there's like a sliver of Kyle Shanahan saying, I don't want to get rid of this guy because I don't know what we have quite yet in Trey Lance. Maybe. Sure. A sliver. Sure. You don't think it's enough to even consider that they're not. No, you said it already. They gave up a ton of draft capital to move up to third overall to get Trey Lance. They sat him. They played him in the odd game here and there, here and there where Jimmy was hurt. Um, Are you really going to sit your third overall pick two years in a row? I like to me, let's just make something very clear. Are you going to waste a rookie contract at the most expensive position in football for two years, because you think maybe this guy that's proven he's not very good is the best quarterback for your system. Okay. So let me make something very, very clear that I think they should cut him. I Mm -hmm. absolutely think they should cut him. Um, I, I just don't know with Kyle Shanahan that, there could be a chance that they keep like they keep him so that they don't have to lose him for nothing. Essentially. Um, I was just looking, it looks like they are pretty tight up against the cap already next year, like five to $6 million somewhere in there. Um, but there, there's always a chance that because they have enough pieces on rookie contracts that they could potentially wait one more i I think it's crazy but maybe they do the crazy or maybe they're just like super smart and they're like oh what could we get for you know 26 million dollars um maybe shoring up the line even more to give uh trey lance more time or or bringing in like a big uh wide receiver target to to be that third one with Ayuk with uh, Samuel with having Kittle there. Um, all, all I can say is that defense is for real, man. That 49ers defense, they fly around with their hair on fire. Um, they they just play so cohesively, so well together. Uh, they, they know their assignments. Uh, they tackle really well. Um, Fred Warner might be the best linebacker in the league this year. Like he, he's just, he's dominating, uh, every game you hear him all the time. You see him making big plays. Um, 
And uh, obviously with having D'Amico Ryans as their defensive coordinator, uh, I, th- I think the sky's the limit for that defense. That, that sucks to hear as a Seahawks fan. I know that, but I know you're also a realist and, and you see football properly. So I, I know you know that's going to be a, a problem for a long time to come. Oh, yeah. Kinlaw, uh, Warner, Al Shair at linebacker, Bosa, Armstead, uh god who else do they have on the on the d-line there like to, yeah like they're there's especially their their front seven is is redonkulous yeah just absolute insanity so i mean so so is the rams i mean do you look at the rams <sighs> uh, i mean especially the rams front the rams front four yeah. and then like the rams dbs it's like jesus christ like there's there's and then you go to the, the cardinals they've got jj watt and chandler jones and isaiah simmons it's just like that's why offensive line has been such a <laughs> important thing that the Seahawks have needed for all these years is because like we're facing these just insane defenses twice a year. Yeah. Yeah, it's way way she goes. Yeah, the way she goes, bud. Um, one more thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, it it, it kind of reminded me when uh, the the game ended. Obviously, Odell Beckham could be out there celebrating with his teammates, and he beelines it for the 49ers bench. He sees uh, Debo Samuel with a towel over his head, uh, crying. He's he's you know devastated that they just lost, um, and he's just going over there to console uh, another fellow wide receiver. And he just recognizes how good Debo is and how much that means to him. Uh, it, so obviously, you know, we've talked about it before. I love seeing players who, you know, show that emotion that this this means so much to them, uh, you know, that they, they just can't help their emotions because, you know, they, they you know, he, he's so close to going to a Super Bowl. And then obviously, you know, with the whole Cleveland drama with Odell, like, sorry, Browns fans, it wasn't Odell, like... The rest of the league knew it wasn't Odell. Uh, Steve Smith Sr. definitely knew it wasn't Odell Beckham being the problem. So, uh, you know, good for Odell. He gets to go to a place where, you know, his talents are maximized. And uh, what a one-two punch to have in in Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham on that team for, you know, a gunslinger like Stafford to get to throw to all the time. Yeah. Well, Chris, um a little bit of sad news for people. Uh, Chris and I decided that we are going to take the week off of uh, everyone's favorite segment of their week, the third down uh, segment. Unfortunately, you can, if you've been following on along on the lives, you've seen Chris maybe coughing a, a time or two and, and struggling through. So we said we were just going to do uh, an hour episode. So... Our, our, our little gaffer Chris here can uh, get some sleep and get back on, on the men. So I will leave the last words to you, bud. Yeah. Sorry guys. Quarantine. Chris doesn't have it in them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Your new name. Yeah. No, it, it ends tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the ball Hawks podcast. As I mentioned at the open, we are a part of the Dean Blundell network. Uh, please Subscribe uh, to our podcast wherever you listen, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, wherever it may be. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review as well. We do like seeing those things pop up uh, in our timeline. Uh, Give us a follow over on Twitter and all social media at ballhawks underscore pod. You can find me on Twitter at phillipschris12. Don't forget my buddy Steve at ssfisher87. Can't wait for the Super Bowl, guys, but as always, go Hawks. Peace. Hi, I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. 
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.